I V M. Hi, welcome to another episode of a show about crypto. When I started this podcast, I knew I was in for a wild and what would sometimes be an unpredictable and strange journey. I knew I was going to meet very interesting and diverse cast of characters, but I don't think I could have predicted just how wild or how odd this journey was going to get, which kind of brings me neatly to my guest for today's episode where I want to find out about how I can be an educated investor when it comes to evaluating coins and evaluating ICOs and all of those things. My guest today is, if I'm not mistaken, spent a large part of the 2020 lockdown making educational videos in regional languages so that kids could access them in places even during the lockdown. My guest today has also built two dApps on the Polygon network and has managed millions of dollars worth of money and transactions. And my guest today is... 13 years old, my guest, hi, Gajesh, Gajesh Naik is my guest today. And before we get into anything else, 13, in case anybody's wondering, that was not a mistake. I did not mispronounce 30. He's 13 years old. And that's important because I feel like before we get into any further conversation, Gajesh, I have to, I have to ask. And I think my listeners are also going to want to know, how did you get here? What's going on? Explain yourself. Sure, sure, sure. So I got into crypto last year in October. I attended a webinar on basics of blockchain and Bitcoin. And like from there, like I started studying about uh, different cryptocurrencies. I got to know about Ethereum. And from there, like like in Ethereum, there are like many dApps. And, and like after some time, I got to know about like there was a programming language called Solidity on uh, for building on Ethereum. And then I started learning it. And then I did freelancing for three months and on April 28th, I launched my own project called Gutch Finance, which was previously known as Polygutch. Just like that. Easy peasy. Very casual. I like how you just rolled that off your tongue. Like that's just the most natural thing for a 13 year old to do. Uh, I understood about 45% of what you said. Uh, I think that's an incredible journey, which is why I feel like it's amazing that I am sitting here to ask you, Gajesh, because this is something that you do and it's something that you understand. This is a wild world. This is a wild, volatile, new world. I think we can agree to that. So as an investor coming in, not even as an investor, as someone approaching this world, whether they want to invest 5 rupees, whether they want to invest 50 rupees, whether they want to invest 500 rupees, my first question is, how do you evaluate a coin, like in a sea of coins? I could open CoinSwitch right now and there's so many coins listed. Unlike, say, the stock market, where I can go back and look at, for most companies, fundamentals, I can look at the market fundamentals over years and years and years and do all of that reading. What I want to know over the course of this episode from you, if you can help me with this, is how do we make those evaluations for coins? So I'm new to this game. Let's say I know what Bitcoin is because everybody's heard of Bitcoin. But now I can't really buy that much Bitcoin because the price of Bitcoin is what the price of Bitcoin is. And I want to get into this market. What do I do? How do I go about looking at coins and going, okay, Ethereum and Cardano and Solana and all of those things? And what do I do? The best thing to find these coins is just go to Coin Market Cap, and there will be all the coins sorted by their market caps. Don't like really invest directly in a coin. Just pick a coin, open their website, or first at least like read Bitcoin white paper. Even if you don't understand it, 
just trade it then like yeah then then like you can go to different projects and then just study them for a for like at least one month just study about these coins and then like think of like investing in these coins so if you if you feel like they have potential like go for it like don't don't just buy a coin because one guy with one guy is like talking that shiba will go to 1 rupees which is uh, which is now possible so don't don't just buy uh, because like one guy wearing a coat is just telling just buy that coin right so yeah. that's true because there are a lot of people who buy on the basis of hype or on the basis of yeah. fomoing in because coins are doing wild and wonderful things on graphs and because it's 4 o'clock in the morning and elon musk said something which brings <laughs> me to my next question of what yeah. to carry on from what you said what is a white paper and once i read that white paper what what am i looking for in that white paper and also does the team are we also looking at the actual team behind the coin are we evaluating that as well aside from the project are we evaluating the people as well yeah so so white paper is just a documentation of uh, what uh, what the project is about like like some people call it like just docs some people call it white paper some i think someone just called it like blue paper or yellow paper somewhere right they're just docs like explaining the whole project like checking the team is the most important part and the reputation in the market so yeah how would i go about researching a team do i is it a red flag if i go to the coin and if i go to the coin's website and i don't find too many details about the team even if there is a certain amount of hype in the market because we have in the last few weeks or months seen examples of certain defi schemes or people just waking up in the morning and finding out that the people behind the platform have just vanished so how do you avoid that yeah that's actually a risk when it comes to cryptocurrencies some coins like the the team is completely anon and like when it's a, like a low cap coin it's it's completely a gamble if you are investing in a like a anon project where the team is like you don't know the team and like right. when it comes to high caps and mid caps like it is it depends on who backs the a project like example sushi swap it's it's completely like uh, most of the team is anon but but it is it is backed by really big vcs um, big like big investors so satoshi you know? is anonymous and we've yeah. got bitcoin okay then so i guess my next question then would be if we have this new economy or if we have these coins where in certain cases the backers or the promoters or the creators of these coins are anonymous where is then in the case of something like bitcoin where is the trust in the product coming from if it's not coming from a founder right because then it has to come from somewhere like okay i might not know the founders or the people behind some of my preferred mm. companies or the currencies that i invest in uh, but i know what fundamentally they do and i the, the trust is established on the basis of either the way the product works or what the mm. currency does so in this case if it's not the founder and the biggest coin bitcoin is we don't mm. know the founder yeah. where where's the trust coming from where's the trust that allows for trading coming from yeah yeah so this is like one part which i missed in like the last question so it was it is that sometimes like there are two types when you judge a anon project one is when there is excess uh, of your funds or excess of something so if like tomorrow if uh, like a project team is nowhere then like if the project can like work on its own mechanism like that's a question so like satoshi made the system like 
like anybody like if he's not there someone else can still run the system ooh batman is a symbol not a person now i get it <laughs> this is this is the equivalent of krish ek soch hai basically where you're saying it's not about the person it's about the system and the system's ability to carry itself forward yeah yeah exactly exactly if the team is uh, team is and on the system is like uh, can run on itself then there is like a low risk of investing in a project and the second thing is like if if a team owns like most of the part in the team is most of the tokens then then and if, if the team is docked then it's it's kind of a problem so okay. i think Satoshi for the casual was, for the casual listener or viewer explain doxing of a team to people because doxing on the internet is a term that i understanding is essentially giving up people's identities or throwing yeah. light on them or throwing light on personal details that they don't want made public so how does the doxing of a team in the crypto space specifically hurt them yeah doxed means actually like just uh, if the person is public to right. the art uh, of the community like uh, example example is uh, vitalik is public okay so that's one aspect of it you you check out the fundamentals of the project you check out the founders if you don't know who the founders are you trust the fact that the system runs itself and will not disappear overnight next question which is a lot of people who come in especially when they're putting money into a places numbers when we're looking at numbers when we're talking about things like market capitalization trading volume etc what are the numbers that i want to look at to see the matrix in a way to make an educated in investment or to make an educated guess a what numbers am i looking at b how am i reading those numbers because so far in the limited time that i've spent in the crypto space i understand that the numbers in crypto don't necessarily move or work the same way that numbers in the stock market do in terms of just volatility and the way things go so how does one read numbers and what numbers does one read in this system yeah so so first one is market cap then and like market cap can be calculated by total number of tokens in circulation by the price okay so next is uh token supply like is it a inflationary token does it uh, does it have a max cap and also next is so for example of a non max cap token is okay let's uh, let's give a example of max cap token is it's bitcoin so it has like not more than 21 uh, million bitcoin will be there in circulation right never more than that 21 is the cap and that's it yeah so that's one point and the point is yeah volume is also important so you have coins and tokens that already exist in the market so there's bitcoin there's ethereum there's all of those things that i can go out and buy but then there's also these initial coin offerings or icos where people are coming up with new projects and they want people to invest in them but again anybody logically could like create an ico or launch an ico so how do you critically evaluate a new offering when there obviously isn't as much data as there would be on existing coins like bitcoin or ethereum so that you don't just fall prey to a scam yeah so first just check their backers so which vc is backing them or like which angel investor is backing them okay and then is like on on which platform it is doing their ico so it is like uh, normally we now uh, now people like don't call it ico and now they mm-hmm. call it ido normal okay yeah and, what does ido stand for uh initial tax offering okay 
yeah so so for example like if it's uh, so if the ido is on a like very reputed ido platform like polka starter then then like right. it's it has like a polka starter has like a, a really long process of evaluating a coin uh, like a project like if they want to like get their uh, ido on their platform right yeah so that's one point and any yeah, other like, like the below points like reading the docs checking the team okay that's fantastic and now for this is to sum it all up now i've done the reading i've read up on my coins i've read the white paper i've studied the backers i've done all the math i've looked at the graphs i've done all of that but what's the smart way to enter this market for the first time what advice would you give to somebody who's just putting their toe in the water to to that end in fact would you say just put a toe in the water or jump in for a first time or like just invest a small amount that's okay. the main point like and invest like invest amount which you can afford to lose that's the common advice like most of the people give yeah. okay that sounds like sound advice so gajesh there's so many different tokens out there different kinds of tokens out there please walk me through them uh at least in terms of the differences between them and what i should be looking out for because it can get confusing first is bitcoin the largest cryptocurrency then then is ethereum and i think recently cardano became the third largest cryptocurrency i just yeah i just sort of i want to understand the differences between and if there's somebody who's confused about all of the tokens that are out there what is something that they can look out for Yeah, the Bitcoin is the place where, like Bitcoin, like people usually like call it store of value. How did you sort of get into the DApp ecosystem and specifically the Polygon network? What was it that made you choose that? Sure. So, so Polygon one of uh, was one of the like like the gas fees were really cheap and and like anybody like can deploy a smart contract with zero point zero one dollars. uh like compared to ethereum like if if like i would have deployed the same smart contract it would have took like about 1500 dollars all right uh fantastic so yeah gajesh same question which is basically you're on the polygon network you're not on what i guess some would consider the standard which is ethereum you've chosen this you've i'm curious to understand how you made that decision and then that leap of faith i'd say to do that and what are the key differences between the two sure so polygon like i i chose it because it had like a really fast uh, block speed and also the gas fees were very cheap compared to ethereum could you explain like, gas fees for those in the back of the class please so the gas fees are 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 like kind of a remuneration for the miner or or a validator to to like decode your transaction okay so Ethereum's gas fees way higher than Polygon's gas fees. Yeah, yeah. Great. So that's one difference. And and the block speed is faster than Ethereum. I think in Ethereum it takes about one minute if your gas fees are like okay. Then of on Ethereum it takes like about one minute or thirty seconds. Okay. And on Polygon it is it is two seconds. Oh wow! And your opinion. Where to from here? Like, what is the future? What is next for the market, and what what is next for you? Sure. So, like, I am I'm really not well. Like, like I am not tracking the market right now. Like before, like when I uh, yeah, uh, like before I launched Gush Finance, I had like 
a ton of time to like research about the market and also the new tokens which come in the market. So, so now like in in my terms, I will be like working on both my projects that finance and uh, stable guys, which is now re- getting rebranded to Taksh. Yeah, and like if I go deeper into my both uh, in both of my project, like I'm Gush Finance, I'm building a like a DeFi NFT ecosystem. Okay. And on Taksh side, I'm like more into getting into like prediction markets and no loss lottery. Wow, that's fantastic! What advice do you have for other young developers who might be looking to get into the space? Just go to Crypto Zombies. Yeah, that's the best place to like learn security. Mm-hmm. And like it is like very easy to learn and like I learned Solidity I think in like one month. Okay. Then I started learning Web three JS, which was a pretty tough task. So it took okay. like two months, and then like more, uh, like just uh, spend some time doing some projects on on like Upwork or or Fiverr. So basically, just learn your stuff before you get in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Now, Gajesh said it took him a month, but I've spent about 30 minutes in conversation with Gajesh. So I would not take his timelines to be normal timelines because let's face it, guys, building apps at 13. So it might take you more than a few months if you're like me, but that's no reason to not try. On that note, Gajesh, thank you so much for joining us. I wish you yeah. good luck Thanks with for everything. And I look forward to having many more chats with you as this river continues to wind and grow, I guess, over the next few years. Sure. Fantastic. Sure. Thanks so much. And this has been a show about crypto. And we hope you feel like you now know more about what to look out for if you're considering investing in coins, if you're considering just understanding the crypto space. And I hope you feel that way, because I certainly feel like I do. So thank you for listening. That's been our episode. And we will see you next week.